Now everyone's making it in film and TV, but we don't really know how. Here we uncover the truth. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast. Welcome guys this week to the Your Cinema Podcast where we explore the truth about film and TV uh, as well as theatre and we hear it directly from those who are killing it, smashing it in their areas. This week we've got a critically acclaimed actor, he was in the phenomenal Blue Story by Rap Man, he's also in our upcoming um, short film Violation which will be coming out soon. And yeah, he is, I feel, I feel he's, he's, he's underrated, but um, also, also a very great guy. Um, I introduced to you, Junior Salakan. What's going on? Wait, 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 wait. Hey, that introduction was too good, man. What's going on? I didn't pay you to do that. You're going to invoice me later on, bro. You know, I've, I've... I've only said the truth in in my like yeah I was gonna say in my opinion but I've only said the truth you're critically acclaimed you're in blue story like you know in working with you and and like speaking with you no like you're a great guy do you know what I mean so thank you my bro yeah yeah nice all good it's all good um as usual I'm just gonna go straight in right and like blue story was like a cultural and commercial um, and an international success. Like we all know the story behind it. The come up was amazing. The deal behind it, having, you know, Rock Nation, Jay-Z back in was like amazing. But then the film itself, the actual product was amazing too. Um, It's one of the films that like, there's loads of great films, but for me personally, I remember when I watched it, like I love like, our culture and documenting it and showing it in mm. like great wide context. And I remember when I finished watching Blue Story, I came away and there was something that I felt about it um, in terms of like the story and just like, I remember coming away from it and I was like, oh, they were just children. Mm. And it's like the, the, the brainwashing just, took them on a whole different path that they can't get back. And it was, yeah, it was like, like it sat with me. And I think maybe only one or two other projects I've ever done that in my life. I love loads of films, but that one I felt. Um, So I just wanted to know, right, when Blue Story came out, Mm. what was that like for you? Um, It's easier to talk about now. But at the time, you're just in this whirlwind, do you know what I mean? So, like, you're just as excited for the film to come out as a fan, but you're excited that people are going to get to see your work. And then, do you know what I mean? It's just all these feelings all at once. And, like, um, I'm not going to lie, like, when I when I first read it, the script, the full script, you know, you get your sides when you go to an audition and the rest of it. But when I first read the full script... I couldn't believe it. Like, I know that, like, my eyes was, like, watery. Does that make sense? Like, it was like, wow, I can't believe I'm about to be part of this. Like, I just couldn't believe that. I almost felt like they was going to call and be like, oh, mate, we got this guy who's actually better than you. He wants to do it, so can you shuffle over and, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's like it was too good to be true, do you know what I mean? Until I got onto set and it's like, I done my first scene. I'm like, ah, they ain't getting me out of this. No way. Like I'm in. I'm in this. You know what I mean? So, 
And then from that moment to like going to the cinema, like I went to the cinema, a couple of uh, cast, I think most of us went actually, the mm. castmates. We went and like, we, we just like, not in disguise, but we just like hoods up and just went in the cinema and just watched it with other people normally. And then like, at the end, there was like a round of applause and stuff in the cinema and like, just people just like, have, like I, I'm not gonna, there was a, there was a, a lady to me, yeah, an old lady. And she was like, she could have been from her sixties upwards, white lady. And she was with like a, a younger lady who could have been her daughter who maybe was in a, 40s and then they were with maybe that lady's daughter it seemed like three generations and when I looked over because I would always look over to see what did these people think about this film you know mm-hmm. and and generally looking around everywhere but just that they were on my row yeah. and like I just thought oh that's a weird threesome of people to come and watch this film do you know what I mean but when I looked over I could see them like laughing at some of the jokes I was like this is connecting with people that you wouldn't even associate with this type of film. And then at the end, the older lady was crying. And that's when I knew that, wow, that we've done something here, that we've done it quite well. You know, everything could be done better, but we've done it quite well. We've done a we've done our job basically, if that makes sense, you know. And and that gave me a sense of fulfillment and um that being my first, you know, mainstream project. It was like, I only want to make projects like this. You know, I only want to make projects that have people like thinking for ages, like sitting in their chair for like two minutes afterwards. Like, what just happened? What did I just see? You know, having an um, overwhelming rush of emotions, crying, whatever it is. I, I, I just, I would love to have a whole career of just making films, making projects that are like that, you know. From that experience, that's what that gave me. That's what that taught me you know, how powerful film could be, you know? So, yeah. Wow. That is, that's, um, that's, you've made a few huge statements there and a few huge points. And as you were speaking, like there's something I, I, I believe and feel, but you really just put it into context in a real life experience, right? And it's that the thing that came to mind was, Goodfellas and a lot of like Martin Scorsese's films, right? Mm. Like Godfather, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're so specific and nuanced, right? And we are not from that culture, let mm. alone the country, but we understand and love those films, right? Mm. And a lot of the times there's a stigma with projects that are related to like our culture, and it's like, oh, that's just like hood stories, or like mm. and it's like do you know what? You can tell a story anywhere, but if they're executed well, when you, you, you're able to really hone the story, which Kobe Adam goes on about, then it's amazing. It's like the story can travel and transcend cultural boundaries. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. And Blue Story taught me that. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say I knew that. That information, that bit of information you just said there, I wouldn't say I had that until after witnessing people's reactions to Blue Story. And then later on, you know, different types of people saying to me they loved Blue Story. And I just, some people that would shock me. And I'm like, are you just saying that because you Googled my name and you knew that I was in it and you're trying to pander to me? Or did you really watch it? But then when they would say stuff about my character, I'm like, 
you watched it and you really connected with Madder. How? You know, and I'm like, how did you connect with Madder? You know, it's a mad, like, but I feel like, just like what you said, like, if it's done well, it will transcend race, age, and all these things that we tell ourselves are the boundaries for our films. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. Um, so given like how great the film was, how good your performance was, um, what was your acting journey like before um, landing that role? Man, I can't even say it was an acting journey. It was like, uh, it was like, um, how do I imagine? Like, um, like, a, like a portal, like I walked through a portal one side and the other side I was just an actor if that makes sense that's what it just feels like yeah you know but yeah. that's not actually technically true because there are always steps even if you don't realize them there are things preparing you for a moment in your life you know and um man it's gonna sound crazy but there would be times when I was watching stuff and um I would kind of preempt what that character was gonna say you know and that it's like a nerdy thing. It's weird, you know, like, what is that? That's nothing. It doesn't mean you're going to be an actor later on just because you had an inkling for what the story was going to be like or you were, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to, you know. So, like, little, little things in life, when I look back now, I'm like, oh, I did have an interest in, you know. When it was drama in school, I went to an all-boys school. Drama wasn't, like, you know, how it would be in a mixed school, if that makes sense, yeah. you know. It's yeah, drama, yeah. you know, you're in a all egos, emotions, and nobody wants to play the soft character. Everybody wants to play the dominating character, you know, and all these things. But I always had an interest in caring about, you know, what the other character that's not dominant was like, you know? So, like, I wouldn't mind playing that character, if that makes sense. But at the time, I just thought it was because I was braver than anybody else, you know? I, I was braver than my classmates to do it, and I was less... I cared less about being teased. I don't know, whatever. That's what I thought at the time. I don't know what I thought about myself. But now I'm like, I had to bug them. You know, it was just, it's all these little, little things. Now looking back, it's like, oh, wow, okay. So you you did have this thing about you, you know? And um, when I was like in my teens, I had a girlfriend who was an actress and she like, went to acting school afterwards, went to acting university afterwards. Wow. And then it's like, going to watch her shows and going to like, just seeing her journey yeah. up close. And it was, I never expected I would do this thing. Mm. I never expected it. It was, it was almost like a thing that the privileged or chosen, you know, if you're, you know, come from like a privileged background, your parents can send you to, you know, the drama school after school and you know that's what it felt like that there were people in that kind of life so I didn't even see myself as qualifying you know to be somebody who could do acting or whatever it is performance whatever it is mm. and so um when the opportunity came around I just I just knew that like I was gonna grab it you know and so when Ratman was doing a short film one time in Deptford and he said oh who wants to be who wants to like be in the short film who wants to play the character and I was like, me, 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 me. And I was messaging him and I was on him and I was like, yo, me, me. And it's just weird because before that, I'd never done anything. You know, it was just, yeah, I just, I didn't do anything. Like, I would almost 
run away from cameras if I saw them, you know, if that makes sense. So I, I don't know what happened. It was just, you know, it's just, I don't, that's what I said to you. I walked through a portal and just walked out the other side and it was just happening, you know, it was just literally, it was just happening. So from being in a couple of Ratman's short films on YouTube to him writing Blue Story as a script, well, I, I can never forget this. We were like filming in the winter time, just a guy with a camera, me, Ratman, a guy with a camera, and another guy that was in the in the in the short film. Literally, just wearing our big hoodies, like you know, trying to keep warm and stuff. And like, I said to him, "You should make this into a film because this story is cold." And he was like, "Yeah, you know, Ratman's got us high one here. I'm gonna sweat, and you know, I'm gonna write it. Probably, I'm writing it now. You know, you know, Ratman's kind of coy, you know. And then later on, he's like, "Yeah, I wrote the script." I'm like, "Okay, sick." Then a few months later, he's like, he's trying to shop the script around. I was like, oh, you Because obviously the YouTube version had taken off the comments, make this into a movie, make this into a movie. It's like a thousand comments, you know? And just remember, he's not, he was just a guy making short rap music videos, you know? It, it wasn't like he had loads of backing and loads of people promoting it, you know? It was just him. And then... For it to organically get sent around. You know, back in the day, people used to send stuff yeah, to each yeah. other. It's not as much... Well, people do send, but, like, from YouTube, it was, like, a weird, like, have you seen yeah. this type of vibe, you know? Yeah. So yeah. people yeah. were sending it around to their friends, and it just it clocked up, like, a million, a million plus views, you know, for something, like, that was shot in the way we shot it. You're like, oh, wow, a million plus views. People cared about this much. And so, obviously, you know, the people who were making who eventually went on to make Blue Story, saw that and saw how organic the uh, the interest is and, you know, they backed him. And when he told me that, yeah, he's got the backing of BBC and Paramount, I was like, <laughs> BBC and Paramount? I thought we were just going to, you know, like just make it with some, you know, local money and just try and, but okay, I'm happy, you know what I mean? And then when he said to me, whatever happens, I'm going to give you the opportunity to read. So make sure you... Make sure you are ready for the opportunity. I'll never, ever forget him saying that to me. It was like, June, I can make sure that you read. I can make sure that you're in it somehow. But the big roles, these guys are going to want to give it to established actors. So if you want to compete with them, you need to be ready kind of thing. You need to make sure that you're good enough, basically. I can't just put you in it. You know what I mean? It's, I can't remember the budget. It's, like, it's whatever, whatever the budget is and they're not just going to put some any guy because you was in the YouTube version. It's not going to work like that, you know. But he was letting me know, you know, that it's not out of him being disloyal to me or yeah. it's literally bigger than him. So I'm like, yeah, I understand, you know. And it even part of me was like, that's too big for me anyway. So what are you talking about, you know? I was like, I didn't expect to be a main guy. I thought maybe I'd be, you know, just one of the guys in the background and I would have been gassed with just that. You know what I mean? I would have been... That would have been you know, the pinnacle of my career, you know what I'm saying? Just being in there at the back, just hoodie number two. It would have been, hey, guys, look at me at the back there, you know what I mean? So the fact that I got the opportunity to... So, yeah, he told me to 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 make myself ready, and um, that's when I started to take acting seriously, in that moment there. So from then, I started doing acting classes, and then, like I would just look on the internet, just acting classes, and I will just... 
book a block and I'll be like, oh, this is not good enough. And then I'll, you know, speak with people there and they'll tell me like a more expensive or more. And then I'd go to those people and then I'd, I'd like do eight classes with them. And like, it would be like a two hours after at like 7 p.m. to like 9 p.m., you know, like, and somewhere in like Shoreditch and Islington. And I would just go and just, just learn things that I never understood. You know, when you watch a TV show, you just think, ah, oh, they just go, the cameras turn on and they just, they just act. You know, you're Jimmy and Jimmy's heartbroken, you know? And that's what I thought it was like and until, you know, when you get there and you understand that, wow, this is a whole science. This is like, I never believed in acting intelligence. Not, I never believed, I never even knew acting intelligence was a thing. But now you can just watch something, you're like, ah, that's a, that's a really intelligent actor there. You know, you can just say that. And I was like, when I used to hear people say that, I'd be like, oh yes. Very smart he is, you know? <laughs> but then now I know what it means. Like, it's weird. It's so weird how I just, you know, just went from just this know-nothing to knowing a little bit. You know, it's weird. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Do you know so, what? I love your humility, man. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very different. I'm going to come to that um, um, in a bit. Um, what I wanted to know, right, like, is... So the film comes out, it's a huge success. Everyone's mm. screaming your name. I'm sure everyone's like, yo, you're good. You're a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially, particularly when projects do really well, right? Did that end up, did you, did that like typecast you in any way? In terms Ooh. of like the roles and projects people were speaking to you about to then yeah. go on to do, et cetera? Um... A little bit, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so that like after Blue Star, it was just like, I need you to be gangster in this. I need to be gangster in this. I need to be, you know. And then you get loads of people that's trying to that's making independent films. They want you to be gangster as well because that's what they know people are going to see you for. And then you got like, so it's like when you're reading for stuff, like when you're getting auditions, you're realizing that, raw, I'm a bit, I'm always like a thuggish person. Like I'm not. Why am I not the policeman? You know what I'm saying? Why am I not the father here? Why am I... Then you start to realise that, oh, they think that that's what you'll be good at. Do you know what I mean? But that's okay. I have to, I, I then had a um, meeting with my agents. I was with Troika at the time, and I, and I explained to my agent that, like, I think I can do more. And she says, I believe you. I, I believe you can do more too. And then that's when we started to kind of... Well, they started to kind of get me different tapes and I started to realise that I can do more. Even in myself, I started to believe I can do more. Like the belief came and then you get little opportunities to show and then you think, okay, definitely I can. And so now it's like, it's not that I'll never play yeah. that type of role. Of course, like, you know, if the role's good and, you know, <laughs> we, go, we, go, we, go, we go have a look, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, I feel like I do want to do other types of characters for sure, for sure, for sure. And people are going to see me. You know, I've I've been in a few things, and people are going to see me differently soon. You know, when, you know, I'm not in control of when things come out, but soon people will be able to be like, oh, okay, isn't that the guy who played? Yeah, do you know what I mean. And I found myself guilty of doing the same thing, like seeing people play a thuggish role, hard role, and then not giving them a chance when I see them 
as something else. I'll see, you know, you see a trailer and you're like, oh, okay, how is he playing that? No, I'm going to watch that. Do you know what I mean? And then I'm like, what am I doing? Knock, snap out. Like, he might be doping that. Do you know what I mean? And then you watch and you're like, oh, look, that's what people are going to do to me. Like, not give me the chance. Do you know what I mean? Because they see me in Blue Story and have a little YouTube stuff and they think that that's what he is. That's what he's going to do forever. You know, they might not give you a chance later on. But, um, yeah, I feel like if you just... If you're good enough, people will see it and then they'll 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 gravitate towards it, you know. I love that. That's that that's amazing. Especially that that checking yourself on um giving other people a chance and, and looking to see their range. Um mm. yeah, no, I love and I think is very important. Yeah, a lot of the times I, I would you call it, I find myself like having a conversation with myself like about actors and you know, shows and stuff, like giving stuff a chance mm. the same way. I would want people to give things a chance when I'm in it. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. So I always tell myself that. I always have these debates like in my group chats. Why are you calling that show rubbish? Do you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not, you just don't understand it. Do you know what I mean? Because now I'm like, and they're like, oh, shut up. Just because you're an actor, like you're trying to, do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, damn, maybe it is like, because I'm an actor, I'm like that. Do you know what I mean? But at least I can see that within myself. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. The group chats. Um, so when we when I worked with you on Violation, right, the short film that's coming out soon, um, I really saw your range, and it was I, I must say it was an honor to be um, a part of it. Right, like there were t- there there were two auditions that we did, right, um, and you were like your role was already casted but it was we were casting for um like your friend in the film right Mm. and the two auditions were just completely different right but it's down to the choices that you made Mm. and you helped me see like one of like the key scenes at the end in a completely different way where i was like both actors did exactly what they should have done in those scenes, but it's like, oh, wow. There was like one or two slight things that you did, I said. That is, I was like, that's a very intelligent choice. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I just saw, I just saw. Big up, big up my acting coach for that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I wanted to know, right? Because of those nuances, like where did you actually learn to train? I mean, or learn to act? To be honest, I, I remember I told you, I was like, jumping around yeah. for a while. But then um I landed um with a good brother called Obi and um honestly man he, he just taught me something different man. He wasn't letting me off with nothing, you know, he wasn't he wasn't letting me off with nothing to be honest. I have to give him props and he taught me so I don't even think he could understand how much he taught me. Or maybe he does because he's been doing it as well. But it's just normal to him to just be able to install this information in people and just you know he just he's got a class of people and he just installs information it's i don't know it's almost like an electrical electrical electronically downloaded does that make sense what he's the information he's given me and it's so weird how he did it with like being calm and just really informative at the right time but allowing you to make a mistake you know he had the right he had the right um the right dynamics for me personally, you know, maybe for someone else, he might have been a bit too, or he might have been a bit, but for me, it was just, just right, just perfect, the type of education I needed, you know, and um, 
have to big him up, to be honest, because when someone helps you in that way, to, it's like, it's almost like he, he was like giving me therapy. That's almost what it was like. Wow. In the sessions, like, I still like go on my laptop and watch the sessions that we have. Because it's like, they're like therapy sessions. It's so weird, but it's like enlightening. That's the right word, enlightening. Interesting. From what he's taught me, I, I now, in my real life, understand people well. Wow. It's so weird. Like, forget about acting. In my real life, I understand people better. When you start to understand, like, movement psychology and all of these things... Mm-hmm. This is what we talk about when we say acting intelligence. All of these things were non-existent to me before, do you know what I mean? But I understood them, but I didn't know. There wasn't a name for it, like what I just said now. I knew that, you know, when a a man's lips quivering and his fist is tight, you know, he has he's he's feeling some type of tension. But I didn't know how to describe what that is. Do you know what I mean? It was just, oh, that guy's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And all of these things that you can you can just understand things so differently with just by body language without even saying words and I never the concept of that was so foreign to me before you know my acting before was very elaborate I'm angry you know and then I'm sad like it was so weird but how he taught me that all of those things is not even acting really like do you know what I mean so like yeah I have to big him up man when I'm talking about him now I'm like yeah I'm gonna call him afterwards and be like hey I just done a podcast and was speaking about you. I had to call you, man, because, yeah, man. No, I love that. I, lo- I love that. I love that. I love that. So le- leading on from that, right, and big up Obi, yeah, um, how, how important is the actual craft of acting to you? Now it's like everything. Like now it's just everything because I see, I see the art in everything now. Before I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't appreciate things as much. But now I, I understand, you know, because when you read a script, you don't know how long it takes that person to. That person could have wrote that script for a year, you know. It's only when you go to write your own script you realize how difficult it is, or how time consuming, or energy consuming, whatever it is that it is, you know. And then when you just say something's rubbish, just off the, just you just read three, four paragraphs, and you're like, this is rubbish. And you just, do you know what I mean? It's just so like, it's not something that I want. It's not, I don't want to be like that. You know, I want to give everything a chance, you know? Mm. All, and I feel like that could make things longer for me because I'm trying to give everything a chance. But I feel like maybe later on, I'll, I'll start to, I'll find a way to filter stuff. But at this moment in time, I'm like, it's like, you know, those like when a lady's pregnant or she's like about to have, or she's broody yeah. and she just looks at every child. And, you know, every child's cute and everything to do with children's cute. They just see a little shoe. Ooh, a little do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm like that with acting. Do you know what I mean? Like everything is cute. Everything is lovely and arty and beautiful. And do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like I'm in that kind of stage at this moment in life. So it might wear off. I've, I've met other actors who aren't like that, you know, so it might wear off. And my friends that are experienced actors say, ah, it's like when just in the same scenario I just spoke about a parent who's got a lady who's got five children she's fed up she's had enough she's got Mm -hmm. her from a teenager to a a toddler she knows all the stages she's not seeing little shoes and saying oh that's cute she's like get those away from me 
But the broody ladies, like, you know, and it's the same thing with acting. I've got some friends who are just like, they've had five children. They're like, ah, oh. you know, I'm in the broody stage at the moment, I'd say. Do you know what I love about what you said, right, is that um, in terms of that 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 broodiness and, and appreciating the little things, right, mm. I, I, I think, just based on what you're saying, I think and I hope that you don't lose that because with with a lot of actors like you know there's success there's craft there's all of that stuff but with a lot of actors right that like I've interviewed over the years there's like this silent element of play that a lot of them start off with where they enjoy acting because they just get to mess around and I remember we're like when we're interviewing David Harewood some years back like, even in the interview, I could see he was still, like, child childlike and, like, enjoying and, like, messing around. Even in the Q&A, like, he was messing around and, like, mm. all of that stuff. And I was like, it's, it's, it's a privilege to be able to have, like, a want and a desire to play. And then you have a profession that gives you that arena. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and what I sometimes wonder is, as actors are making it, and especially, like, when projects are, like, really huge, does that element of play go out the window? And not necessarily just play in, like, a, oh, is it a fun scene? Like, there's playing when it's serious. Like, all right, cool. All right, cool. All right. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, you're still playing. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's that's just what I would say to what you said. I, I think that what you're saying is very right. But um, that, like, for me, even though I've just said to you, like, I'm appreciating everything. And when I get onto big sets, I do feel very serious. But it's almost like I'm now... How do I explain it? I've taken in the scenery and now I'm like, okay, it's serious time. It's my time to kind of deliver, if that makes sense. I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but at the same time, it depends the environment because an environment will allow you to be, you know, who your, your authentic self or not your authentic self. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I've been lucky to be on a couple of sets where the vibe is just vibey and you don't feel pressure you don't feel that oh this is a big massive set supercell i can't even believe like the set for supercell is, is i've never seen nothing like it in life never like just never the huge massive green screens this massive studios with built up stuff and you just seen the type of props and just you know when you see one prop, you're like, this one prop could be £100,000 and take two, three weeks to make and we're just going to destroy it in one second. Do you get what I'm saying? You're like, it It makes you realise that, whoa, the stakes are high here. But the environment, the people, it doesn't give you that pressure. It didn't give me that pressure, if that makes sense. I have to big up Ratman as well because, you know, the two things, well, I've worked with him, obviously. Before we got professional, let's say from professionalism onwards. Yeah. His, the environments of his um his 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 projects have been unmatched like always the best that I've been been on you know so um I don't know if that's because I know him personally and I feel like I feel very close to let's say the the higher ups you know because he's yeah, the yeah. director you know you feel like yeah, I yeah. know the person personally so maybe that gives you some comfortability you mm -hmm. know 
I would say that. But um, yeah, those sets are unmatched. Those sets are unmatched, and I can't wait for the people them to see it, man. I can't wait for people them to see it. I love that. So you know, right in in Supercell, like, what was that like for you? Like this, like, I'm just gonna leave it there, open ended. So you can imagine. So as I told you, I shot YouTube videos of Ratman. And then we did Blue Story, which was his first professional thing. So it's like I'm seeing him, you know, not learning his craft, but learning his craft, learning how to be a boss, you know, because you're the director, you're the writer, you are the boss of this show, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm seeing, seeing him grow. It's like, I don't know if you've watched football, but people that watch football and you see, when you, um, you support a team and you see a young footballer come into the team and then they become the star of the team, if that makes sense. Like Fabregas or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like Fabregas, you saw him come at 16 and you're like, oh, this is a sick little wonder kid. Do you know what I'm saying? And then next minute, he's going to Barcelona, he's winning Champions Leagues and he's that guy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like seeing that, but he's older than me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally like that. So seeing him from... You know, and it's the same person with the same application, just bigger, 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 if that makes sense. You know, one time we were just standing there and just looking at the people moving stuff around in the studios, big massive studios, like a hundred people just running around moving radios, everything. You can just imagine. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him and said, like, don't you think this is crazy? This is all because of something that you just thought of in your brain. Like, you just thought of something in your brain, wrote it down, and look at this. You have given all these people a job. It's I couldn't... Like, even he was just like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just looking at him like, bro, you don't even understand yourself. Or maybe you're just so busy and encapsulated with what you're doing that you don't have time to start thinking and reminiscing and doing all of that stuff. Maybe, you know, because the whirlwind for him too, he's having to work constantly. You know, maybe there's no time to be looking back because you're still looking forward for what you've got to do next week, next week, next week, next week. So for him, maybe he hasn't, but he will one day because it's it's, it's miraculous what he's done, to be honest. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If I could, um, if I could, what do you call it? Just, if I could just say that I've been in two of his projects, I'd be proud, you know? And that's, I can say that. And I feel like there's, you can't take nothing away from me now. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing you can take from me. You know, I've been with somebody who's done it from nothing to the biggest you can be. This, I think, yeah, because Supercell is literally going to be one of the biggest Netflix series or British Netflix series ever. Wow. And we started with a literally a camera like this. The camera's like this, the guy. <laughs> just in, in in Deptford, South East London. Yeah. You know? Literally, you know, neighbours coming out, asking them, oh, can we, can you leave your car there, please, so we can use the car, you know, as a prop, and you, just little things. Oh, there's lighting over there, because you don't have the big lights, so <laughs> you have street lights. If we're going to have a talk, you know, if, we're gonna, if there's dialogue in the film, you know, <laughs> you, let's get underneath the street lights and talk. Imagine from that to then Blue Story, where it's like, a big budget in comparison to what you've come from, but it's not a big budget for films, generally speaking. But then your film does very well from that budget. And then now they've given you a huge, massive budget. <laughs> you know, and 
you're about to do something worldwide, export something worldwide now. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I'm excited to watch it now. What? I mean, I was always excited, but yeah. The story behind the person making it makes it more... For me, obviously I'm close to it, but for me, if you understand, like he should, his story should be out there more. It's not out there more. Like, it's not out there enough, I mean. It's just not. Like his story is proper inspiring, you know, from where he's come from to, to now. I love that. I love that. Um... So, right, there is, there's something about you that I mentioned earlier, right, where, like, you're very humble and you seem, like, very grounded. Like, even, like, when you're saying stuff like, do you know what, like, I love acting, but I'm I'm grateful to be in two of his projects. Like, that balance between being content but still striving for more and wanting to show range and stuff. And... I just wanted to know, like, because it's like you're not chasing the fame or the success, but you're still working hard, like, etc. Like, why are you so grounded? Like, where does that come from? It's weird because obviously you're you you've met me and you're describing what what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. But if I describe myself, I don't know if I describe myself that way. You know what I mean? But and I'll I give you like- context. I'll give you some context. The reason I say that is because um, a lot of, like, new or, like, young actors are hungry, hungry for their first TV credit, hungry to be in everything, to get the experience, hungry, hungry, to the point that when things aren't working out for them, it can lead to, like, mental challenges in terms of, like, oh, do I even want to do this? Am I enough? etc. Especially when they start on a high. And they might yeah. get, you know, a few decent roles in a few projects and then it might be quiet for a few years. And then so, but it seems like, like you're not phased by any of, like, I just find it really interesting that it's like you, it's like, yeah. Okay. So um, a little bit comes from like, just uh, me generally, I'm like a person who wants information. I, I'm like, I, I want to be a bank of information. You know, whatever the information is, I want to know it, you know? And um, that transferred into acting. If that, you know, that, that's, I, don't, I, won't, I won't call it a skill, but that thing is yeah. transferable, you know? Yeah. And so when I got into this world and I started to make friends with people and speak with people, I would chew their ears off asking them questions, you know, about their experiences, you know, in acting and... I would just try and understand the mind of an actor because I felt like an imposter. So I tried to understand what they felt, you know? So does that match what I'm feeling? Then that gives me validation. Does that make sense? Yep, you know, yep. if this guy who's been in this, this and that feels this way, oh, I feel the same way. Oh, maybe I am an actor, <laughs> you know? Or maybe I should be here. Maybe I'm not a fraud, you know? Like, So I feel like, that gave me a lot of information, but the information that I did get was how do I explain? It? It's like you start to get perspectives, different people's perspectives. Then you understand that person's character and how all of these things could relate to you. You know, so when people say they had a bad experience with their agents, why? You know, and then you start to understand. Oh, okay, that I that I wouldn't have that problem because I'm not like 
whatever it is, or I probably could have that problem because I'm kind of similar in that way. Mm. And then you start to, you, you know, you just, you start to just get information and just learn. And then you start to mold your own self mm. with this information. So when people, I would ask a lot about auditions and, you know, when this comes, you know, on blue on the set of Blue Story, luckily, as I said, the, the environment was so dope and all the bros on set were so cool. I, I just, a couple of them I just kind of knew, but a lot of them I just met and they would give me information, talk to me about stuff, agents and this and that. And just, I felt like, okay, hmm, okay. I could do something here, you know? Once you've learned this information, you start to take it and you find, I can do something here. Am I good enough to speak with people to get an agent? Yeah, I think I am. Do I reckon that I can engage people's attention? I think I can. You just start to, you know, you start to learn the little things that could take you further and then you just apply it. You apply it. But I'd say having this information kind of made me more humble because when I didn't get roles that I thought I should get, I knew that, oh, my friend who's a great actor didn't get a certain role. Does that make sense? So then the mental effect on me is less because if my man, who I who I believe is better than me, didn't get a certain role over the guy who got it, I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? But if it can happen to him, it can happen to me. So it's not personal. It's not, I shouldn't take it as something that's, you know, should make me stop acting. Does that make sense? Or make me not have faith in acting anymore. You know, everything that happened that was bad, I was like, hey, it happened to me. I'm, I'm actually happy that, like, I went for that role and then I got a call back. I went in the room with them. They loved me. They liked me. I thought I was getting it. And then, bam, didn't get it. Like, it's a hurtful experience, but it's like, now I can say it's happened to me. I felt it. You know, once you, like, it's like children. They're scared to fall over till they fall over once. And then after a while, you know, falling over is... Or you're, you're scared for your child to fall over. And then after a while, you don't even look at them when they fall over. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I felt that about myself. I was like, but I was, I wanted to fall over. I was looking for what's going to trip me up to fall over because everything was going so swimmingly well. You know, it's like after Blue Story came out, I'm meeting with all the top agents. I'm not meeting with just anyone. I'm meeting with all the top agents. I'm meeting with people that I never even imagined could want to speak with me. <laughs> you know, not having an agent and having agents call you and say, hey, I've got people that want to speak with you and they're not even my agent. You know, that kind of thing can make you feel very, give you feelings of grandeur, like you're very important. And But I'd already had friends tell me, when you're hot, they're going to be all over you to get you in their books and this and that. Don't get gassed and be thinking that, you know, you're you're the most important person in the world now, or whatever it is, or you're the next mega star or whatever it is, because the industry's like that, you know, the industry's gonna take an interest in you, you was just in something big, you know, and they're going to want to see what's happening with you. That's just mm -hmm. how life is, do you know what I'm saying? And so when I was having all these meetings and stuff like that, I always knew in the back of my head that like, I'm gonna say that this is not real, but it was almost like, this is what happens and just, Take it with a pinch of salt, if that makes sense. Yeah. Don't get too carried away, but don't. But make sure you're ready for every opportunity. And that's, as I told you, Ratman told me that from before. Like, make sure you're ready for the opportunity. And then 
I'll never forget because when it was my Blue Story audition, I was actually late to the audition. And when I, I called Rapman and he was like, I was like, oh, bro, I'm late, blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, bro, don't even worry about it, man. I just locked off. And I texted him like, yo, listen, bro, I'm on the way. I'm still coming. He didn't reply. And I was thinking, oh, I messed up, man. I still went down there, though. <laughs> I still went down there. I turned up at a spotlight sweating like a dog. And um, like, I literally, obviously, I've missed my time. It's so mad. When something's for you, it's for you. I'm not going to... Like, I walked into that audition room at Spotlight in Leicester Square. You walk upstairs and you see all these people and you know they're all for your role and you're just like, I'm just rushed here. I haven't prepared properly. Like, I've read the lines, but I forgot when the actual audition was because it was so far away from when I was told about it. It was... You know, I hadn't got into this habit of using my calendar and you know all of these things now it's, it'd be unforgivable to not know when your audition is that's crazy but I, that was my first ever audition for anything you know and they told me months before you know but real life was happening and then I forgot you know my little sister me- like messaged me and said oh good luck with your audition today and I was like huh today no and then I checked my emails oh it's today and it's like Two o'clock, and I'm at one forty-five, and I'm like two hours away, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, I'm in Dartford, you know what I mean? And you got to be in Leicester Square. Like, I'm, so I'm calling him, and he's eventually answered. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm on the way. He's like, June, you're meant to be coming soon. Where are you coming? Yeah, and I'm like, that's what I'm calling you about. I'm late. I know I'm gonna be. He's like, oh, June, don't even worry about it, man. Nah, look, I gotta go back in the room. Like, uh, I'm gonna call you back. Right, cool, but he probably thought I'm just a joker. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't taking it seriously. I didn't take in all the things he said. But I came down there, man, and um, I'll never forget Isabella Duffin. She was the uh, casting director. Thank you for her to her for giving me grace as well, man. Big her up, man. Um, she just gave me my side, and she was like, "Yeah, you can go over there." And I don't think she was expecting much. I don't think she was expecting much. But all of that, the the feeling of um, the underdog feeling, is what made me go into my audition and give it. 100%, if that makes sense. Not that I wouldn't have. I don't know how it would have been if I'd just prepared and gone there. Maybe I'd have been too nervous and messed up. You know, I don't know. But the feeling like, I need this. I want this. And it sounds cliche, but I want this more than anybody else here. <laughs> Does that make sense? And, that, and yeah, and I feel like when I went into that audition room, I just wasn't going to not perform. And... I've got a video of my audition because obviously Ratman's was in the audition, him, the producer and casting director. Obviously Rats knows me, so he's, you know, he's videoing it. And there's like, there's a bit when I'm like giving my lines and like, I can see the casting director like, kind of giving like a, a positive, you know? But obviously at the time I didn't see it. Like, it was only when Ratman sent me the video. I'm like, okay, sick, you know? But I'd already gotten the role by the time he'd sent me the video, yeah, 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 by yeah, the way. Yeah. So... And I was like, wow, I gave it my all. Like, I, it's like I'm seeing myself, but not recognising myself. That was the first time, that's the first time I could say I was in a character so much I was besides myself, you know? I was looking at myself, not recognising myself. I was in Madder. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't me playing Madder. It was yeah. just Madder. I just created Madder there and then, if that makes sense. And... Obviously, it was good enough because, yeah, you know. And it's weird because I can't remember exactly, but I don't think I had any... Like, I think when I did my audition, there was, like, 
we found him at last. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of vibe. And that how I felt that feeling, you know, from the producer, from Isabella, the casting director. I had that feeling like, you know, it was weird. Because, and it, I don't know if, like, at the time, I didn't know. Is it is it Ratman saying, make sure he gets a role? Am I good enough? You know, I just, you just, you, you know what I mean? Just a whole whirlwind of stuff. Yeah. Until I saw my audition take back, because I would ask Ratman, why me? You know, I'd message his face up oh. and he just sent me the he just sent me the video like, bro, you smashed it, you're about to be madder. Start preparing that. Start uh, like stop talking about how comes. Cause as I told you, I'm in information, but I want to know what they spoke about, why I got the role. He's like, bro, stop the questioning, bro. You're madder, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Kind of just trying to instill confidence in me. And I was just like, all right, cool. All right, I'm gonna stop thinking about that now. And here, and normally you wouldn't get, be privy to that information anyway because it's only because I know him. You know, you're not privy to that type of information unless they want to give you some feedback. You know, but that's general feedback. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he was just like, "Don't worry about that. You're madder now, rare, rare." And he sent me the audition video, and I was like, "Okay, I did my thing." And I, I never, I can never see myself and think I'm doing something good. Like even a normal picture of me smiling, I'm like. Ah, oh, don't put that up, it's ugly. So let alone me acting. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean so that's the first time I looked and be like, I smashed it. That's me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, and so from then that just gave me that confidence that I could walk into a room and smash it. I could do that. I'm capable of that. You know, and I feel like sometimes when I'm in doubt of myself, I refer back to that moment like, listen, you wasn't even prepared. Literally, I kind of learned the lines. There and then, within half an hour. It was literally, like, 4 p.m. or something. So, I don't know, maybe they were stopping the auditions at, like, 5.30 or something. So, I was one. I was the l second to last or last person in. I think I was the last person in, actually. Not second to last. I was the last person in. What are you talking about? Yeah. my my. T I still remember the time. It was 2 p.m. I was supposed to be there. I got there at, like, 3 something, 4 something. So, like, I still remember these little things. Yeah. Like, have <laughs> Have you seen that when someone's sweating and yeah. this is what's happening before I've even got in there, you know? I'm reading my I'm reading the sides and I'm thinking, these men here can smell me. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, yo, the rest of these men are thinking, who's this smelly you that's just walked in? He ain't getting the role. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm thinking. They're thinking about me. So like before I could even zone into the lines, I've had to recalibrate myself, like, yo, listen, you're here now, you're reading the lines, you're gonna have the opportunity to walk in and do your thing. Stop thinking about the fact that you was late and this and that and you stink and just go in and do your thing. And then yeah, I just yeah, that was it. Uh the preparation met the opportunity and uh, the marriage was made, you know. Man, do you know what? Like yeah, just bless you. God bless you, man. Like, I love the, the, there's an innocence about you, which is so refreshing to see and hear. Um, and yeah, like, nah, it's, it's, it's just even a pleasure to, to, to hear how you got the role and that you still got the role. Mm. Whilst all of these things are trying to battle for your confidence if that makes sense and even the support and reassurance that you know raps has given you along the way and all of that stuff yeah man it's nah it's um yeah it's been a pleasure speaking my bro i enjoyed it man that time just flew by <laughs> <laughs>